1: Right back at it on the fan Inside the 11th hour KM to AM When this hour ends My show ends Five hours of sports talk In the greatest city in the world With the greatest fans in the world Call me up 877-337-6666 Let's keep it rolling Keep it rocking New York, New York Nick's win tonight, feeling good about that. And uh, we are just talking about a little bit of NBA, a, a local player in Nas Reed. I'm hoping that the Nets can somehow figure out how to put in that Brooklyn jersey. Uh, young Josh asked about his free throw percentage. He's about a 70% free throw shooter compared to Nick Claxton, who is a 47% free throw shooter. So that's a big difference. And obviously they're different guys. Like if they're on the same team, like those numbers, you know, Are unrelated, but, um, you know, we want both of those guys and he's a big that you could put on this team that I think the Nets could really use and depend on. And, uh, you know, another Jersey guy close to home. I think that'd be cool, man. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is on the podium and uh, (laughs) they asked him about Dylan Brooks. He's so New York, man. He he didn't hold back. Uh, Donovan Mitchell gets on the podium after getting ejected for fighting with Dylan Brooks. And he says, yeah, you know, we've, had our battles over, over time, you know, I've been bussing. I can't even, I can't even say it on, on air. I don't think it's, it sounds right. Um, I'll actually check if I could, if I could say it. I, I don't know if we can say, not I, I won't say exactly what Donovan Mitchell said, but the way that he talked about Dylan Brooks, uh, go listen. I think it's funny. He gets chucked out of the game. Obviously uh, they threw hands and Donovan Mitchell didn't shy away from talking down on Dylan Brooks. Dylan, Dylan Brooks has been going through it from, from the time that he stepped up to Uncle Shea, Shannon Sharp, and he had that, that, uh, that black uh, guinea tee on, <laughs> it's been uh, a tough go at it for him in the NBA. And uh, this is my last hour, so I want to get to as many calls as I can. I appreciate everyone that calls in, everyone that listens, whether you're on the Odyssey app, whether you're in the car, whether you're at work. Uh, whether you're you know, just somebody that kicks back and listens and enjoys the fan without ever calling in, we appreciate everyone that uh, keeps this station going. Let's keep it rolling. John, out in Brooklyn. Talk to me, man. You're on the fan.
2: Hey, Keith. How are
1: you? I'm good, bro. Thanks for calling.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I called you a uh, few months after you started. When, when did you start exactly?
1: I started on November 23rd, 2021.
2: Oh wow, so yeah, you haven't been there that long.
1: A little over a year now, yes. Was that? It's been a little bit over a, a year now.
2: Right, right. And I really uh enjoy listening to you, I have to tell you, I uh you know, I miss I I missed the schmoozer. We had the schmoozer forever. <laughs> it seemed like he would never ever he would always be there but uh, you've really got a good thing going
1: thanks and you know what I I've done a good job uh in my first year of bringing Steve back on my show uh, there's a lot oh, yeah, of people yeah, that... I've
2: heard him a, a few times right yeah
1: and I made sure to do that and I'll reach out to Steve again and uh, I just have a ton of respect for the guy his career and really just the man and the person that he is and how kind and gracious he's been to me so you know, oh,
2: that's great. That's Steve, great. Uh, He's very humble. He's always saying, extremely everybody.
1: humble. And, you know, the, the yeah, times yeah, I've, I've got to interact with him in person and even just a phone call for advice or a phone call to say, hey, can you wow, come on the that's show? Awesome. Yeah. The relationship that I've, I've had with Steve Summers is ridiculous to me because, like, it's Steve Summers. I just never thought I'd even meet him or talk to him. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's enjoying retirement, but he's got a ton of fans and what he's done out here is permanent. And you know Steve wouldn't wouldn't say that, but I could say that on his behalf. So yeah. Oh
2: no! Oh yeah! No, when he used a California guy and he became a New Yorker.
1: Legend, iconic, helped build WFAN, and uh, you know Steve is seventy five. Um, but yeah, when Steve can pop in on my show, I'll, I'll always have him. And there's people that have said to me like, "Oh, other hosts would never do that." You know, people would never bring back you know, the guy that, oh, yes, that was in their spot for years. Right. And, but I don't, I'm, you know, I don't look at it like that. I don't I don't have, have any type of fear or any type of, like, I, I, I feel honored when Steve will join me on air.
2: That's great. I really, it's good to hear that. And go Devils. Go Devils is right, man.
1: I can't wait till they get back. <laughs> I got to get back to the Rock. I mean, I know we're doing the whole all-star game and only Jack is down there, but Jack is a young prodigy. Phenom, he'll hold it down. It's his second All Star game back to back years. I'll be looking the, out for him. The
2: All Star game's at the Rock.
1: No, no, no. The All Star game is in uh, South Florida. I think the Panthers are hosting. Oh, okay. <laughs> but okay, I'm okay, saying exactly. when they when the when the break ends and they get back to the Rock, I'm not going to be able to go this whole month. But March, I'm going to circle some dates. I, I got to get back there, especially after. Oh, like,
2: good. Yeah. Let you know. Let you know. You'll know, you say it on the radio, but I'll. Whenever I'd like to meet you in person.
1: Yeah, I'm not hard to find. I mean, I'm I'm at baseball games, I'm at basketball games, I'm at hockey games, football games. I love this stuff. So, I mean, I'll let people know when I'm going to see the Devils again. I, I got to circle some dates in March to go back there and, and get crazy and, and yell with. The Devils yeah, fans.
2: I that place is really a hockey arena. Man. Yes, it's so, just
1: a hockey arena, in my opinion, and. Man, I I was like, what took me so long to get here? And obviously, uh, (laughs) I was lacking. But, you know, like the Devils rolled out the red carpet for me. Oh, yeah. uh,
2: Wow. In Newark, it's so many employment for so many people that live around there, man. Mm -hmm. It's just a brilliant idea.
1: Yeah, it's great, man. I I love the vibe, the energy, uh, American whiskey right outside, and uh, all the fans. You know, people have uh, shown me love in there, and the Devils have shown me love, you know, every time I want to pull up. Yeah, no, I,
2: I I remember you saying that that you uh, were deciding on which team to root for.
1: Yep, a year and, ago today, uh, I, I pledge my amazing.
2: allegiance. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> a good decision. And Look I, at the season they I feel, they feel that had. way
2: too. I, I I feel that way too. I I started out uh, when my daughter was like six years old. I took her to the I took her to the to the Meadowlands.
1: Awesome, and, and she's, it was such a great. She's still a doubles fan. She's still going strong.
2: Family. Oh, absolutely.
1: Good to hear. Good to hear. Thanks for the call, John. Hey, Devils fans. I mean, you know, Devils fans have shown me love. And I, 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 Like, one thing I have to say in my first year, I think it is awesome uh, how many Devils fans have embraced me and called the fan. How many people, like, you know, after Devils games have called in and said, like, yo, we've never done this. We've never heard Devils talk on the fan. That is evolution. That is the future. I mean, there's a ton of people in New Jersey listening right now. We obviously understand it's New York, right? I'm in Tribeca, um, but when I leave here, I go back to Jersey, and I, I rep Jersey. We're 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 separated by a river, but there are a ton of people in New Jersey that come into the city every day that make up the workforce and uh, that root for these teams. And you know, grew up here. This is my city. I, I grew up coming up here. My brother went to FIT. My sister went to FIT. If they had a football team, maybe I would have went. To FIT, but they didn't, so I didn't. But uh yeah, shout out to all the Devils fans that, that have called in after some of these Devils wins this year. You know, a year ago before I pledged allegiance to the team, I probably wouldn't been able, I probably wouldn't have been able to like have conversations about the players and what went on. And it was something that I pledged to do, right? I, I said coming on to the fan, I didn't want to be the only host without an allegiance to a hockey team or the only host that like didn't really talk about hockey, and then I come to find that not every really, you know, not every host is really talking about hockey, and not every host really cares about hockey that much. But it has helped my show. It has made um, my fandom better, and I've enjoyed rooting for the Devils a ton. So, shout out to the Devils fans that have followed me on Instagram, on Twitter, and that have called WFAN and that have enjoyed, you know, leaving uh, Prudential Center, you know, the Rock in Newark. And then driving to wherever you live in Jersey or even driving, you know, John just called from Brooklyn, like leaving Newark, driving back to Brooklyn after a Devils game. You got a host on the fan that's talking about the Devils win and not leaving the Devils out like they're second class citizens. Never, never going to happen when I'm on air. Let's go to Andrew in Huntington next on the fan. Andrew, you're on. You got it.
3: KM to the AM. What's up, my man? Yes, sir. Not
1: too much, man. Thanks. Bringing it home. We got a. Uh, you know, 40 minutes or so left, and uh, we're going to do the same thing again tomorrow.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. So uh, I'm a big-time Jeff fan, uh, you know, season ticket holder, and obviously all this stuff going on with Rodgers and Carr. And, you know, I have personally I have a very love-hate relationship with my fellow Jeff fans. And, uh, you know, what I'm about to talk about, I feel like falls into the hate category a little bit. Um Obviously, we're very deep into this Aaron Rodgers stuff, Um, you know, and if we don't get Rodgers, would I be disappointed? You know, I'd be lying if I told you that. I wouldn't be disappointed. But I think for people to say that, you know, it's Rodgers or Bust and that we wouldn't take Derek Carr, you know, to me it's like, who are we to say that we wouldn't take Derek Carr? I mean, if you look at this guy's numbers and, and look what he's done, you know, he would instantly. If if we got Derek Carr, he would be the best quarterback that we've had since Name. You <laughs> know, right. the same and, the same it, guys it, it, walking it, it, around with Mike White T shirts. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's you know, I'm 30 years old. I've never seen Joe Namath play. So you know, I want to see good quarterback play and just to to hear you know my my fellow Jeff fans on Twitter and. Everywhere just saying like oh it's it's Rogers or bust, and you know I, I don't want car it's like,
4: come on, who are we
3: guys? like we need to you know we need to compete, we're ready to win now, and uh you know obviously I'd be disappointed if we didn't get Rodgers because we're so far we're so far in already, but to take car as a you know a plan b I I think would be great. So Not a bad plan B at all. Thanks
1: for the call, Andrew. And I'm definitely going to speak more on it tomorrow because we can't just keep saying Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's going to build up the Aaron Rodgers hype to the point where Jets fans are going to be in misery for something that has nothing to do with the game or the season if they don't land Aaron Rodgers. You know, every other city in the AFC that's looking for a quarterback that potentially would trade for Aaron Rodgers is going through the same thing right now. I have, you know, shrunk it down to the Raiders and the Titans, but there's definitely more suitors and there's definitely more teams. There's, you know, musical chairs going on right now uh, for quarterbacks. And I just want Jets fans to understand, like, you're going from Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco, like (laughs) going back to Josh McCown, Fitz Magic, Sam Darnold. Like, no, If, if you can get Aaron Rodgers that's ridiculous like that changes the narrative in New York football with this defense and with um, the guys that you have on offense like Brees Hall I had in my notes you know Brees Hall was posted on Instagram uh, he's rehabbing and he's already jogging he was running on one of those weird like I don't know is it like a hyperbaric treadmill and then um, you know these guys are all young so they're on Instagram and they're out there they're posting things and they're doing things and You know, the the Jets have hit on these young guys. This is a rare time for Jets football. It's about to turn. Uh, Garrett Wilson was making a pitch for Aaron Rodgers as well. How many times did you hear me say on the fan, you're worried about the wrong Wilson? It's not Zach Wilson. It's Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is a generational talent. He's a -a once-in-a-lifetime receiver. You need to get a guy that can get him the ball consistently. And uh, Garrett Wilson posted a uh, picture of Aaron Rodgers in a green and white jersey and he said it's a sign uh barstool reposted it and i think it was like a video game but the video game didn't have any like yellow for the green bay packers it was just aaron rodgers in a green and white jersey with number 12 it looks more like a jets jersey than a packers jersey um okay here we go this is what i like to do right i just talked about okay you're at the game you leave the game you're in the car you call the fan you listen to the fan we should be talking about the game, and we were, and I always throw it out there. Hey, Knicks fans, call me after the game. Joe in, Greenbro- Joe in Greenbrook, New Jersey, just left the game. I don't know exactly where he is right now, but Joe, tell us what you saw in Madison Square Garden. What's up, man? You're on the fan. What's happening,
5: Keith? Man, I, I just left the game now. There was way too many Heat
1: fans. That's what I saw. Yo, I'll tell you from my experience in in Brooklyn, they travel well, but they don't have to travel far. Because there's hella heat fans in New York. Like, <laughs> from all the eras of, of, of their big three they had with Bosch and Wade and LeBron. And even before that, like, you know, with Shaq and Wade. Like, they have a ton of fans in New York.
5: Yeah, but it, the stadium, you know, MSG was rocking. Good. And rocking from top to bottom. It was, a, it was a great game. It was good to see RJ Barrett finally. Uh, it But Brunson not to play today actually showed RJ can expand his game a little bit take over if he needed to. It was, uh, it was a great show from the Knicks tonight. Great show.
1: Yeah. One of the first things I said was that RJ had to bounce back from that Lakers game. It's kind of tough to see your third overall pick, a guy that you extended and paid, be benched in a game like that that goes to overtime. But, like, it's one game. And, uh, you know, he's a young man, and I think, like, he just handles things the right way, especially in New York. And he bounced back tonight. He played 41 minutes, 30 points. And in the absence of, of Jalen Brunson... Julius Randle almost made some mistakes down the stretch there, but Julius Randle gives you 23 points, 10 rebounds, um, IQ stepping in to start for Jalen Brunson. Martin,
5: you Martin know. Stein jumped, stepped in too today. He had a he had a couple good finishes right at the end too. brought us, uh, brought us over the hump because Jimmy Butler was definitely trying to get the game back. Uh, the type of defense he plays, you know, every time Jimmy Butler switched to to Randle, uh, the game changed. Randall was doing well. Jimmy Butler starts guarding Randall. Mm-hmm. Whole game changes, and Randall, then uh, RJ Barrett, then takes over. So it was like whoever felt, he felt was taking over, they switched Butler right to to defend that person.
1: I mean, uh, they they clearly bought in, and and in that game, if that would if they would have lost that game, you know, people would have said, oh, they didn't have Brunson. But really, it would have been another game where they unraveled. They they stood up enough to win the game. It doesn't matter how you win. Like people will forget about this. They win by two points. Also, you know, shout out to Quentin Grimes. He comes through with. Uh, 17 points he's playing in the rising stars game now julius is playing in the all-star game like uh, it's not it's not the worst time to be a knicks fan
5: yeah no and keith i, I listened to your podcast with with luke it's a great podcast man great to hear your story on that thank you bro uh, appreciate I, I heard it. You it man it's, it's a great story and uh do you know I'm luke you know Steve him man. personally yeah i know him personally yeah he's one of my good friend
1: Shout out to him, man. He reached out. He just wanted to know my story and, and we found some time and he did a great job interviewing me and uh I appreciate it, man. So I'm I'm glad you heard that and I'm I'm glad you listened to the fan and you called my show right on time, leaving the garden. And I was just talking about like devils fans getting to do that. That's exactly hey, what a we should season,
5: do. I'm a season ticket holder to the Knicks and the Giants. So I I definitely and then you you being a Yankee fan. Uh, that's what, what really started me listening to you because I love your Yankee talk all the time. I don't know about that Cowboy stuff, but <laughs> yeah. I love uh, I love hearing you talking about the Yankees, man. You always got the right angle on.
1: Yeah, at least we got one team in common. You know, at least we yeah. got one team we can <laughs> like agree on.
5: I like the Devils, too, man. I like the Devils, too. Jersey. Hey, if you have ever in Greenbrook, you can always pass by. I got a cigar lounge, man. We'd love to have you there.
1: Awesome, man. Hit me on uh, IG. That's where Lou and I connected. And uh, I'll, I'll see you about that. Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate it, man. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan for another 40 minutes. Right back after this. We
0: get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Yes, sir. Still here. Gonna close up shop pretty soon, but we're not done. Still got calls to take and, uh, you know, I'll save some stuff for tomorrow. Another 5-hour KM to AM, 7 PM to 12 on a Friday night, a football Friday. Uh, can't wait. I'll be right back at it. And, uh... I already have my notes ready. I don't know. It's a little, a little inside baseball, I'm pulling back the curtain. As I've learned to like do this job, I am always taking notes. I'm always documenting. I'm always reading. I mean, for the young kids out there, too, especially in this Internet age, there's a lot of nonsense that you're going to read on Twitter. There's a lot of um, not credible sources. And, like, as you go to school and as you go to college, like, I don't remember. I mean, I don't know if they make you do this now. I'm sure they do. And I remember like, you have to have credible sources. You got to go to the library, like not to date myself and sound old here, but like, you know, you take something out of a book, you got to cite that book. And uh, even with sports, you know, that stuff can be applied to being a radio host, a TV host, um, a podcast host. You should be prepared. And if you don't, or what's the phrase? If you fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Even if you're talented, even if you're smart, even if you know a ton about sports, as you know, I feel like everybody here does. You need to be prepared, and you also need to be in the moment. And um, having social media, having the internet at your fingertips is great when you're live on radio. But you know, just have a loaded clip, you know, with ammo of things you can talk about and that you could go through. Like I haven't even hit on the New York Liberty, and I spoke on it last night, but then they added another player today. And I I said last night, kind of candidly, I kind of feel bad uh, about my lack of knowledge of the WNBA. And I don't don't know exactly what it is, but I've never watched a full WNBA game. I would like to change that. I've been invited to go see the New York Liberty. They play in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn where the Nets play. I think the biggest thing that was stopping me last year when I was invited was the fact that they play exactly when the Yankees play, like all of their games. Uh, Saturdays they'll play at 1, and during the week they'll play at 7 o'clock. And uh, I'm one of those Yankees fans that doesn't miss a game, so I'm not ever going to you know skip a Yankees' even away game to go watch a basketball game. But I understand that something special is going on uh, in New York basketball specifically the WNBA and the New York Liberty. Today, the New York Liberty added uh, Courtney Vandersloot. And you know, as I'm talking about like articles and reading, like you should always be reading and uh, a tip to my like young broadcasters out there and, and guys that want to get into sports, you know, uh, with me being on the radio and TV this year, a ton of young people have reached out to me and you know, my bad if I haven't gotten back to you, it's you know, it's, it's a lot between LinkedIn and email and Instagram and Twitter and I've turned off my DMs, but Uh, A little, you know, tidbit for you guys, set up Google alerts and put Google alerts around keywords and, and players and teams so that like your email is hit with articles from credible sources, writers, and get to know the writers that you like. And, you know, even like someone asked me the other night, how do you keep up with the devils? I'm like, well, I didn't really know the rules of hockey. I didn't know the players and positions. I'm still learning. But having Google Alerts set for the New Jersey Devils, I'm reading the articles, and I'm teaching myself. So uh, I came across this article today, and I'm reading from it now, about Courtney Vandersloot. Like, I don't know anything about the WNBA. I don't know anything about these players, but I understand that Courtney Vandersloot, who signed with the New York Liberty today, is a guard. Uh, I understand basketball. And she's a multiple-time All-Star. And she's joining Brianna Stewart, who I spoke on last night, who's a two-time Finals MVP. So you add her to a team that already had uh, Jonquil Jones. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, another MVP in her own right. Yes, Jonquil Jones, who signed with the Liberty uh, maybe a month or so earlier. And then you've got Sabrina Unesco. Sorry if I'm, I'm butchering the names. I'm going to get better. I'm going to learn uh, who these young women are. And uh, this super team that they have formed in New York as we talk all about the drought, as we talk all about who's going to win a championship and who's going to bring a parade back to the city, well, they had a parade for the Las Vegas Aces, and they could have a parade for the New York Liberty if they win a title this year. So looking forward to seeing what they put together. Um, Looking forward to see what they do in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, I'm up on it. I'm a New York City sports radio host. I should be up on the WNBA and You know, I apologize for my lack of knowledge on it, but that can change. And uh, I I do feel a little bad about the fact that I just never got into WNBA. But, like I said, they play in the summer when the Yankees play. I'm so locked into that. And um, that can change. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to learn more about Brianna Stewart, John Jones, and Courtney Vandersloot, who are now coming to New York to play in this upcoming season for your New York Liberty. Let's hit the phones again. I've got three more calls to get through. Uh, For the rest of the night, Um, if I can get through them before we finish, maybe I can sneak a couple more in. But Tim has been waiting for a while. Tim is out in Merrick on the fan. You got it, Tim. Not too much, just uh, bringing it home, bringing it home.
6: I I call you. You are Steve Summers and Tony Page on steroids. You're the best thing to nah, happen in no 35 way. years. I can't take stay. that compliment. Oh, you better. I'm telling nah, you. Those back, guys man. have
1: been great. They have been super solid. They've been great for years. I'm a year in. Uh, I look yeah. up to both of them. I can't accept that one, but thank yeah, you. Well, <laughs>
6: uh, well, we offer it, and, and you're going to fill it. I'm telling you, stay on the nights. Don't go, stay where you are. The best. The best. So I want to change it up. The Baseball Hall of Fame is a disaster. It's embarrassing. I I just can't. Albert Bell, Dave Parker. you put Scott Rowland in. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, what, what's I, I can't.
1: Tell what's going on with that place? It's uh, you know, I, I think I had an episode or not an episode. I guess when these go to podcast, they're episodes. But I had a show the night that Scott Rowland got put in the Hall of Fame, and the first thing I said is, I don't want to. Knocked that man down and his family down. I, I know they're Thank celebrating, you. but I understand everyone that has knocked him without trying to like directly knock him because it's like when you hear the name Scott Rowland, I, I talked about the young kids that listen to my show. These young kids don't know Scott Rowland, they don't remember him being a, a, a solid third baseman and uh, you know, mm-hmm. running the bases hard, and uh, you know, it is. I, 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 it's, it's these advanced metrics that we have now for these writers to go back in time and say, oh, well, the war and uh, some of these other numbers make this guy suitable to be voted in, but they can still gatekeep and keep out some of the legends that were linked to PEDs. But to me, that all got messed up when they let Ortiz in on the first
7: ballot. So what are we doing? Ballot Barry Bonds
6: is home. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's the best, most feared hitter I've ever seen. I'm 55. Best hitter I've ever seen. So what I, I mean, say is, on. like, the,
1: the, the Hall of Fame is not this, you know, uh, sacred land. It's not this hallowed ground. It's not this no, thing
6: it's that we— very we, tainted. It's just, very tainted. It's,
1: it's going to be very watered down. It's going to be different. And the younger generation not going to care about these ceremonies at the end of the summer. The no, you know the younger, be
6: nobody to Yeah, I mean, the younger generation going to be Parker, like, I know you're, you're, a little, you're a little bit younger than me, but Dave Parker, I mean, the Cobra, man, he—, he, he Coleman couldn't even compete with him. I mean, and not not putting him down. No, but the night
1: that I the night that I came on, I I mentioned two guys that I never saw step into the batter's box: Keith Hernandez and Don Mattingly. Two
6: right in automatic auto. But they're because
1: right. of the rules, because of the ten years, like they're they're not in. And you know, Fred McGriff got in this year, and I'm glad that Fred right. Fred McGriff got right. in. Me too. Me too, um, but he he got son in son. by the. Uh, the committee, you know, of his contemporaries, the contemporary era committee, yeah. something like that, that had to vote him in. We'll
6: do that and make it right for some more of these guys. Because yeah. How about Albert Bell, just because they didn't like him, they didn't like I him. Mean, th- these guys are bums. I mean, I don't mean to put them down, but you know, compared. It's, 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 but compared to some of these like legends him. that are not in, vicious, yes. we had the whole vicious. conversation
1: around Pete Rose. He's never going to get in. But I'm no, like Pete that's Rose. That's, that's,
6: yeah. <laughs> With what they did to Josh Gibson, I mean, nineteen—it took them forever
0: to put it in. I mean, it's—it's it's it's wrong, very, flawed. They
6: gotta do, and, it's flawed, and right, and and I'll
1: I'll never agree with journalists, guys that are pushing pens, having the power and the, the last say on these guys' and career. Like these these guys worked for this; these guys yeah. deserved this. And and later yeah. in their careers, this is all they had to look up to. It's so deflating. Like there's guys on yeah. the ballot now, like Gary Sheffield. You know he's gonna oh. miss it because of steroids. Uh, Todd Helton should be in already. Like, don't get me don't yeah. get me started, Tim. I already did this show.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying up. I'm telling you, it's like, it. it I, I, they should be in, and it's. Uh, I, I don't think they can fix it. I think it's too late. It's too far. And, and how about gone. this? How about if in ten years, Keith McPherson has a vote, and he doesn't vote. Can you believe these guys don't vote? Yeah, some of yeah, some these guys blank? are putting in
1: empty ballots because they have this, like, weird ego attached to it, like, oh, oh my vote's man. too good, or nope, I don't like all these steroid oh, users. It's like, yeah, God. but, like, I, like when did, it, when did it become this? It has become something it was never intended to be. Tim, thank no. you so much for the call. Got to keep it rolling, got to keep it moving. And, yeah, we did that Hall of Fame conversation, I think, two weeks ago. But what I will say, again, shout-out to my people at MLB Network, They brought Scott Rowland into MLB Network. I hope MLB Network replays that again. Uh, I got lost in Scott Rowland's stories. I got lost in his explanations about how he played third base, about how he approached hitting, fielding, and just every day as a baseball player. it, it, It honestly gave me more respect for him that I didn't have in the little bit that I've seen him play and even going back and looking at his highlights. His explanations, him just seeming like a small-town guy, um, and him also talking about, you know, how he played football, basketball, and baseball. I could relate to that. So, you know, kudos to MLB Network for making it real for us and uh, letting us see the man who Scott Rowland is. And, you know, he's not a TV-ready guy, but he did the best he could do in uh, Studio 42 and, uh, you know, the MLB ballpark. I thought he did great. Uh, on MLB network. And, and that made me feel a little bit better about him being in the hall of fame. Uh, people that knocked him, I don't think it's right that people should knock him. This is something like, you know, his family, they're, they're celebrating this and it's an achievement of, of a lifetime. And it's not his fault that, you know, his numbers shine brighter. in I think like year nine for him on the ballot and he got in, um, but, like, Ortiz made it last year first ballot in 2021, no players elected. Please, we're going to run through a stretch here where there's going to be no players elected. It's going to be nonsense, and no one's going to care. Keith McPherson on a fan, taking another break here, Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. 337 6666 If you want to get the last word in, I'll be right back. Well, folks, we've come to the end of the road. Just for today, for tonight, Thursday, Friday, Eve. My guy E.J. Stewart is coming up next. Another young black man who's made his way in this city. He's from New York. He's got different fandom than me, a different style than me. and He hasn't been on air as long as me, but he's filling in for Salicata Sal's on vacation. Call him up and listen to his show and uh, support him as well. And uh, I'm watching the NBA and, and something I had to say before I take my last calls and get out of here. I talk about how bogus the officiating is in the NFL. It's the same in the NBA. And, you know, I said I, I keep my eye on things and I'm trying to keep you guys posted. LaMelo Ball of the Charlotte Hornets is playing against his brother's team, Lonzo Ball, the Chicago Bulls, in Chicago. If you remember Ball in the Family and LeVar Ball, Never Lost, and BBB, Big Baller Brand, all of that, you know, they did it successfully. They. You know, our superstars in the NBA, family made millions, whatever. But I'm watching LaMelo go up for a layup, and he's clearly fouled, similar to how LeBron is clearly fouled, smacked on his arm, and the call gets missed, and he gets upset, and he he gets ejected. And it's just like, come on, yo. What is up with these refs in the NBA? I get it that you miss a call, but how is it that you get to tee a guy up or eject a guy When you miss a call and they get mad about it, that's on you. That's your fault. You expect them to not be mad that they don't get to go to the line and shoot free throws? Like, it's getting out of control with the NBA. Adam Silver's got to do something about it. I know Roger Goodell's not going to do anything about it. He's probably the main one behind all the nonsense in the NFL. But, yeah, it's crazy. As fans, we're watching these games, and, like, It's basketball. If a guy is going up for a clear layup that he will most likely make in the NBA and he gets smacked on the arm and doesn't get his free throws, like I have a problem with that. And I have a bigger problem with these refs teeing guys up because they're reacting to that. You know what they're reacting to? They're reacting. Look at how LeBron reacted the other night. I thought LeBron was in pain. You know, so the whole league is seeing that. All the fans are seeing that. We have social media now. All this stuff gets clipped out and goes everywhere. They got to do better or at least take some type of accountability. And, you know, they're saying, hey, if these refs were fined or if these Reds, these refs were, you know, held to some type of standard or some type of repercussions for messing up calls, maybe they do better. Now, I'm going to try and not mess up any calls. Let's go to the calls. Gio in Brooklyn, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, what's
4: going on? It was happy to, happy to see you you're doing better. Listen, uh, real quick, you had a call of that stated that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, that he was a, well, what he said Second, second fiddle? fiddle.
1: Yeah, Saquon second oh fiddle. Oh, my DJ. God. Uh-huh.
4: I wish. Listen, um, let me let me tell you something. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley is like Starsky and Hutch. They're like they go Batman together. and Robin. Yeah. They, it's, it's like Twix, you know? You have to have the left and the right one. You know what I mean? Quarterback's
1: best friend is a good running back.
4: Exactly, you know. I'm a been a I've been a giant fan damn near all my life. I'm 45 years old, and you know, this is one of the best team. This is one of the best teams that I've seen in a long time, in a long time. And I have to agree with you that all we need is a wide receiver. Let us get somebody like a let somebody similar, because he was just a fluke. Like he, now he wasn't a fluke, but he was just embarrassing. Odell Beckham, he was great with us, but his attitude was just—it it was horrible. It was horrible. I wish he would have, you know, changed. And because you know, Daniel Jones, Odell Beckham, and and Saquon Barkley, oh my God! Yeah. I think we would have killed. We would have killed Philly. We would have killed Philly. I don't know if y'all would have killed Philly, but it would
1: have been a better game.
4: <laughs> it would have been, been, been a lot g- better, a better game, game. game. It wouldn't have been a seven. Seven to what? Thirty something. That Thirty-eight was seven.
1: Yeah, that was tough. Yeah,
4: you know. But um, I I do appreciate you taking my call. It's happy to happy to see that you're doing better. Yeah. And you know what? Congratulations and 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 keep on doing the good work, man. You're great. I love I love being at work late at night listening to you on the fan, bro. Good. I love late that that
1: gets you through work and that you know that helps you knock it down. Man, listen, and...
4: be, being a tow truck driver in New York City is horrible.
1: Yeah. But I bet, bro.
4: Listening. To Listening to you on the fan makes it all better.
1: Thanks for the call, Gio. Just trying to get to these next calls. And what I'll say about the whole second fiddle thing, right? I mean, I read an article this week that it said Saquon Barkley's talks have begun. Daniel Jones, not yet. So who's second fiddle if they're handling Saquon first? There is no second fiddle. You know, they're package deal. They're on the same team, on the same offense. They need each other. And, yeah, shout out to to Gio and everybody out there that's working, driving. Um, what Gio was alluding to, if, if you didn't hear, I have food poisoning I had to end my show Monday night. Like I fell ill on air, and like I was embarrassed about it. I didn't really know how to handle it. Um, I'm not the first person to get sick on air, but I went through hell and back that night. And I just, you know, the next day I could not come in and do my five hour show uh, on on Tuesday. I was up all night Tuesday, but I, I feel better now. I'm all right now. Let's go to my guy Jarvis up in Harlem. What's up, Keith? How you doing? I'm good, man. A lot better. G- good to, uh, you know, get another five-hour showing since I missed one Tuesday. Excited to do the same thing tomorrow.
8: Yeah, yeah. Now I want to talk about the, you know, this Aaron Rodgers and signing with the New York Jets. And, you know, every Jets saying, well, bringing Aaron Rodgers changes everything. And, you know, seeing that, like, if they make the players, which they haven't made the players in 12 years.
0: But Let's say,
8: for instance, Aaron Rodgers signed with the New York Jets and then say, like, Let's say they make the players, they make it to the AFC Championship and they lose to, like, I don't know what team, the Chiefs or whatever. Jaguars. The Jaguars. The Jaguars <laughs> or the. Yeah, and they say, they, Everybody going to say, bangles. well, it's a great season. Yeah, like, everybody going to say, it's like saying, like, it's a great season. Like, I would say that it, it's about go to the Super Bowl and win it all. It's not about. Fellows, showing in the A.C. championship. It's like the old nine in 2010 where Rex Ryan talk about kissing rings of guarantee a Super Bowl and never got to the Super Bowl. The and Super Bowl is, like is so hard rings. to do. The
1: 49ers can't win a Super Bowl. The Cowboys have yeah. gone 27 years without getting back to the championship. For the yeah, Jets I mean, fans, we just, want, we just want the Jets to crawl <laughs> so they can walk, right? And crawling is to get through this 12-year drought and end that playoff drought Get back in the dance. You had a team that should have did it this year. Jarvis, thanks for the call, bro. Last call of the night goes to Mike out in Connecticut on the fan. Go for it, Mike. Hey, man.
7: Uh, well, let us know where you ate when you get that food poisoning. We're glad you're all right.
1: Uh, I, um. <laughs> I didn't want to put the restaurant on blast because I said it was my my fault. I ordered from an Italian place in Jersey City, and I think I left the broccoli rob out from like 5.30 to 10, ate it, uh without refrigerating it and then uh refrigerated it ate it again (laughs) the next day and and i was a mess come uh well i mean that's
7: that's your fault (laughs) well
1: i needed some vegetables Uh, i got some meatballs some penne vodka i always get penne vodka and uh, i got some broccoli Rob, to have some vegetables and them them leafy greens they'll get
7: you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, the last caller I was going to talk about, Jets, I had a bad week. I, I don't want to get any more depressed, but um, I was going back to you on that, Mello. Uh, you know, the, the calls in the NBA, I'm a, I'm a casual fan. Uh, you you've been on Twitter or any social media. Mello, the night before, uh, he was very animated with the refs, pretending to blow the whistle, tee him up. It, wasn't a, it, was, it shouldn't even been a technical, but even with LeBron, I, I think that players should, I, I get it, they're bad calls. But that animation stuff with LeBron and and even Melo, just players these days, they got to take a little bit. I mean, there was a fight between. uh, You're
3: you're uh, right, uh, but I think
1: like uh, you know, and then Pat Bev with the camera, like. But at at, at the same time, they're doing that to show them up because they're they're trying to embarrass them or whatever. And I know that these refs are taught to not stand for any of that. But it's like they gotta, I don't know, they gotta be better. It's like you can't just do that.
7: No, I agree. I don't know what I don't know how to handle that, but uh, it, it definitely is last couple, uh, you know, months. It's, been it's getting, getting testy. It and, and, I
1: mean, they need everybody needs the All-Star break. It's coming up. Yeah, well, hey, I
7: appreciate the
1: call, man. Have a great, uh, great rest of the night. Thanks for the call,
7: Mike. And that's
1: all we've got. That's not all we've got. I told you EJ's coming up next. He's going to keep talking sports. So if you're not going to sleep, listen. I'm not going to sleep. I don't go to sleep till like 3, 4 in the morning unless I have food poisoning and I can't stay out of the bathroom. But I'm over that. I'm healthy. I'm happy to be here. And uh, I'll be right back at 7 p.m. tomorrow to do this again. Football Friday. I'll have a bunch of football topics to talk around. And we can finally really start getting into the Super Bowl. But thanks for indulging my conversations from NBA to WNBA to baseball. Whatever. You know, it's sports talk radio. It's New York City, the greatest city in the world, the most diverse city in the world. Black History Month. Ten hours. Two young black dudes on the fan. EJ coming up. Keith McPherson out.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.